A note uh, about today's episode before we get started. The episode of Full House we watched called Our Very First Telethon is not available online. It's only available on DVD, so I've been kind enough to put a couple clips of the show on my blog at craigrowan.com so you can see some of the ridiculousness we'll be talking about, including Stephanie dancing, DJ singing, and Mike Love talking gibberish and singing a Beach Boys song. Enjoy. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode, it's that episode, it's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode. I'm in my apartment right now. I'm joined by Nick Pruer and uh, Joe Pickett. Yep. Uh, and if you don't know who those guys are, um, they are the creators and hosts of Found Footage Festival, which um, you guys want to quickly explain what the Found Footage Festival does? Yeah, uh, uh, Joe and I have known each other since sixth grade, and uh, we've been uh, almost as much, uh, almost as long as that, have been uh, collecting VHS tapes that we find at thrift stores and garage sales and workplaces and uh, making fun of them. And uh, we basically do that in public now. Yeah, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, it's really great. The videos I just brushed up on a couple today, and. I watched one of um, a guy dancing in um, American Flag Speedo. Uh, oh, Frank Pachalski. Frank Pachalski, oh, yeah. just dancing in front of elderly people. The stuff that you guys find is so unbelievably weird and awesome. It's it's ridiculous. We're in a good age right now for for VHS. Everybody's getting rid of them, so they're plentiful. They're at all the thrift stores. So, but you do have to watch a lot. You have to pan for a lot of. For, uh, for it, it's, many, a, it's a needle in a goddamn haystack. I know. Yeah. For every like five minute montage, how m- <laughs> much footage do you actually? How much think? torture? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. A lot. Like we basically just hold hands and, and go in a room and close the windows and just watch over and over. Like we we have a new show coming up and that's what we'll be starting on next week. So it, yeah, it's like maybe a ten percent success rate. Not even. Not even. I Probably, would say yeah. it's even smaller. Yeah, than maybe that. in the maybe in the low. Like you need five. to do it in in groups. You know, that's like why watching. You know, like Full House and stuff like this. That's why you got you got to do it with others. You can't watch it by yourself. Yes, this that's and that's. Uh, a perfect segue into um what we'll be watching today so every episode i invite somebody over to my apartment we are in my apartment my girlfriend might come in at any moment um and uh we're gonna be why i asked you guys what you want to watch and you picked full house and um which is great which has a close place in my heart because i was sort of in the sweet spot in i guess 89 to 90 when did it end Probably like ninety eight or eight seasons. Wow, yeah. really? Until yeah. ninety eight, though. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if That's I made it all the way to that. Through college uh, <laughs> and still watching, but um, I was right in the sweet spot where that was the popular thing. I watched every episode. I remember, like in fifth grade, having a crush on a girl and like talking to her about what the episode was like the, the Friday before, and being like, "Wow, we like the same episode. We like DJ. We're we're." Is that we're your mentioned. girlfriend now? Who might she's my girlfriend now? Yeah, that's a great opener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yes, that was, it's like, oh, you like Jesse Katsopoulos too? Great, let's date for 20 years. Now, <laughs> did you have a crush on uh, any particular girl that was your age on the show? On the show? I don't know, because um, I'd say Michelle was obviously too young, and then Stephanie, the middle child, was, I think, closest to my age, and she just seemed no. annoying. Like, no. she, but she's hot now. Have you seen her now? She's, she's pretty attractive now. Jodie Sweeten? Right, post-meth. Yeah. Post 
Um, she was post meth. I thought it made it look make made her look hotter. Well, it personally. definitely the you're into thin people with pock marks. Yeah, um, and, so and bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she, I wasn't really. I didn't really have. Um, a crush? Did you guys? Uh... I did. I didn't. Well, we we had a, we have a friend uh, who had a crush on what was her name? Cameron? No, Candace Cameron. Candace Cameron. Yeah. yeah, and he he wrote her a letter, and we've been trying so hard to find this letter. Like we want to meet <laughs> oh Candace Cameron because maybe she has the fan mail, and we want to get that that letter that he wrote to her. To did he get know. a response? No, he didn't. And well, his name is Steve, which coincidentally was uh, DJ's sure. boyfriend for a lot of the series. It must have so. been torturous for him to watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every time he'd hear Steve, he'd like for a quarter of a second think him. <laughs> She's talking to me. She <laughs> She's got my letter through the TV. <laughs> well, I, I, I was mentioning this before, but we, uh, I feel like, had a unique vantage point, and we we watched all. Uh, every episode of Full House in a row for a, a project we did a few years ago. It was like a three-and-a-half-day thing. Uh, we watched it around the clock. Uh, we, we gave ourselves two hours of sleep every night, but one person always had to keep vigil. And so the, the TV was constantly on, and we'd go in shifts. You know? I'd say I'd guess that you might be some of the premier Full House uh, specialists then. I mean, I don't think you're probably... I don't know. It's how all many kind people... of a haze to me, though. You <laughs> right. know, like... At a certain it's point, it it's just all bled together. Um, so, and you guys picked. So tonight, you picked an episode called. I think it's called our very first. Um, yeah, our telethon. first telethon. Our first telethon. <laughs> yeah. Which? Why would they even call it that? Why don't they just call it the telethon episode? Because well, <laughs> people have like multiple. Yeah, telethons. it's like well, this is going to be the first of many yeah. every season. So, why did you guys pick um, this episode? Well, I think for us, and I was surprised to learn or to relearn that it's the season finale of the third season. Is it really? Yeah, oh, because this to me felt like uh, they the writers had just run out of steam. Like it was this was the the last vestiges of the show, and then there were five more seasons. But it was the <laughs> laziest uh, episode I think I've ever seen I mean, of any the, show. The pivotal plot point in this is whether or not they're going to get enough money for the telethon. And you you know you don't know if that I mean that's that's it. Otherwise, it's just a talent show for all the cast members. Right. Actually, I sort of looked something up today, and I, I vaguely remember moments from this show, and I, I'm excited to see how it holds up because the, probably the last time I saw this was probably 1991 or two. Well, yeah, and you know, on sitcoms, they do try to write in things about people's talents. Oh, right, you sure, know? they want so to use the actual Dave Coulier was a hockey fan, so, you know, Uncle Joey's basement room, he's got a bunch of Red Wings things. Sure, sure. All right, so, but in this one, you could tell they just looked, re-looked at the actors, you know, headshots and resumes, and when it says special skills, they just went down there and like, okay, well, let's write a telethon episode where they all do their talents, so... I- I'm trying to think. How did we first see this episode? Did we? Was it on TV and we watched it and we got obsessed with it and we recorded it and we kept watching it because we watched this honestly when we found it. <laughs> we watched it probably like the first week. We probably watched it about a, I don't know eight times. Yeah. enough of it. Like every single night we watched it. Yeah, it's really disturbing. <laughs> well, that means if you watch it eight times in one week, one night you decide let's watch it again. It's that <laughs> awful. It's it's that horrendous. Yeah, I mean, this is like a lot of the episodes we watched are haze. This one I remember vividly, and uh, it's going to be like reliving some trauma. I think. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited to watch it. Is there anything that we should? Uh, oh, and also, Mike Love is makes an appearance in this. Oh yeah, one this too. is one of the Beach Boys episodes. Technically, Mike one Love's of there. probably at least two or three. I, I think there were three. Yeah. Yeah, and so they might. Mike Love looked 
looks basically like uh, a skeleton. <laughs> he always reminds me of the Crypt Keeper in this episode. With yeah. a hat, with a uh, captain's yeah, yeah. hat, a skipper's hat. Yeah, yeah, and he just mumbles his way through all of his dialogue. His, his deliveries are so golden. <laughs> um, well, great. Well, I'm really excited to watch this episode. Um, I'm sure it will be as bad as I'm imagining in my mind. So we're going to uh, come back and we will have experienced 22 minutes of pure talent. And our very first telethon. I can't wait. I got an ace and a king and a queen and a jack. I got a ten in my hand, but I ain't got a shack. Got my best friend, Joey, and my brother-in-law. And with the kids, a fool house. I'm living in a fool house. Fool house. Ain't no place to rest my head. I'm living in a fool house, a fool house. But soon I'll be dead. Thank you, thank you. My God, thank you. Wow, that was. We just watched our very first telethon, the season finale of season three of Full House, and it it did live totally live up to my expectations based on what you said. Well, you had very low expectations, so <laughs> right, yeah. but high, very high low expectations. <laughs> Do you actually remember seeing that? Episode? I totally remember it. the The song we'll try to get um, an MP3 of that Gummy Drops and Teddy Bears <laughs> song, but I actually Lollipops and Gummy Bears. So, I am <laughs> please so sorry. I really apologize. I am very sorry that I messed it up, but um, I totally remember that. I remember. Um, I totally remember that they sang um, "Be True to Your School," uh-huh. but I didn't remember how. So Mike Love is the guest star on this, but the fact that he mumbled through every single line that we had to repeat once, and I had to ask you what he said for the other one, and I was <laughs> actively watching. I was actively yeah, watching. But, but the best part of that is when he he mumbles his line, and then they go into the song, and then suddenly his voice is like he's a, 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 teenager. a teenager. He's a like teenager, like in 1968. Yeah, he says um, uh, John Stamos's character does a way-too-long drum fill. It's very funny, very funny. Uh-huh. And then Mike Love says... Ever since, ever since Ringo started touring, we've had problems with drummers. Yeah, and you That's can start to articulate. I enunciated yeah. way more than right. Did. Right, I could not hear anything he said, and then immediately it's like, "Be true to your school." That's so perfect. Yeah, we must have rewound that part alone like forty yeah. times when we were watching. Well, that. Yeah, there's just points where you can't understand what he's saying. He's like, "Well, I'm going to give it my best shot, and it's for the kids." And when some young braggart <laughs> tries to put us down. It's like, that's not the same man at I all. I just wonder what to him, because he is, what, he probably at this point in his 50s or 60s, yeah. at, when this show comes on, he probably isn't aware of Full House's, how big this was, a phenomenon. What? what well, he, I wonder if it, it goes the other way, too. Like, do most, like, kids who watch this show oh, give a to- shit yeah, about Mike no, Love? totally not. It would have to be for the parents. Like, the, the parents are the only, the middle ground where the, it only makes sense to the parents. And I can't imagine him walking on set being like, this is important. This right. is like, I, it's basically just like, hey, my friend John Stamos said, come on down. I'm going to lip sync a song. <laughs> yeah. And then they hand him lines. He's like, oh, no, I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah. You, at least it's not Brian Wilson coming up on, on stage. In a, ba- be... in a bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> just very sad. Although he was in an episode of Full House where the Beach Boys just all of a sudden show up at the door saying that there was a concert and they'd like to invite the Tanners to him, uh, to the show. Wait, in that they don't even have like a lead up like how we know the Tanners? No, it was something on, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I don't know. How did they, 
I feel like maybe it was something through Wake Up San Francisco, but... I feel like they're, they got their bus broke down yeah, or something. Yeah, or... it was just a... Yeah, I don't know how they got there. And but... if I'm not mistaken, because we've already mentioned two, and we said that there were three episodes, in the third one, if I remember, they play a concert somewhere, a big concert outdoors, yep. and all of the... That episode ends with all of the cast on stage with them singing a song. Yes, that's right. And I always wonder, like, if they actually shot that, like, at the Super Bowl at halftime or something, or... You know, because there was actually a crowd there for to- it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm sure the audience was like, yeah, Michelle! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> maybe not, a co- maybe not like, the Super Bowl, but a county fair, probably. Yeah, yeah but it was definitely at a stadium, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, like most TV shows, the, the central characters are at the center of everything that happens, and it's the same with this telethon episode well i think if you if you this was the only if you went in blind to this episode having not seen an episode of full house you would get no idea of who the characters are to each other there's no because there's no plot well the, yeah it's 98 percent filler this whole episode so if you if you weren't able to watch this episode what it is is there is a telethon for the children what's it called save our children <laughs> save our no, children we, we love our we children. love our children we love our children yeah. 90 in as in 1990 and Danny is the host of it, and they need to raise one million dollars in a twenty-four-hour period, and that's it. Well, it and Danny's very tired Danny's because he tired. stayed up the night before. So those are those... the stakes. <laughs> Stay <Yeah>. tuned. <laughs> and and uh, we mentioned while we were watching it that in most things where there is a telephone, you mentioned UHF. Yeah. There's there's the drama of are they going to make it? In this, they take that out. No, it's just the last fifteen seconds. They say, let's see if we made it. We yeah. made it, and they made it by not only by uh, they made it by over four thousand yeah, dollars. Right. Yeah, they had a cushion there that uh, the, the children got. Laziest, so. laziest writing. For well, this and, and of course, no children got any money from doing this <laughs> except for the actors on the show. So it's the most disingenuous. Yeah, they didn't do it. I wonder if they're like, let maybe we should give a little bit of money to actual. Tur-. They didn't even make it a real. They couldn't right. make it a real charity. No, or so that real... they could make more money from advertisers. That's why they did that episode. Actually, <laughs> totally. So what? What were your guys? favorite moments of the episode because you guys had a lot of things that you were looking out for easily my favorite part and and i hadn't seen this episode in about six months so it's so fun to watch this again uh is the acting of mr stowbridge he is just like a a looney tunes character and mr stowbridge is danny tanner's boss boss yeah and the wake up san francisco and he's, he's just perpetually incredulous He's a Looney Tunes character. He's always worried. He's running around. He's great physically. He he's really every time he came up on screen, I, he would just. And what's light cool up about screen. him is he is the boss of the entire thing. But every time he enters, he's surprised by everything. So <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. he's not. He ha- it's like I'm in charge, right. yet I don't know what's he's, going he's, on. He's like perpetually flustered. Yeah, I mean that's his character. And and he, he has that line where he says where he looks back and he thought that he brought Mike Love out and he goes a Beach Boy. I lost a whole Beach Boy, which and doesn't even make. Makes sense. It's like the, to make that joke make sense. Like I get it's a joke, but it would be like, okay, Mike Love is right behind me. This is where he should be coming at, and then Mike Love comes out on a, a totally different side uh-huh. of the studio. So somehow, yeah. between him leaving the curtain, Mike Love has wandered yeah. around the entire studio. <laughs> yeah, why did like Mike that... Love just come out where he was supposed to come out? But, yeah, the actor who plays Mr. Strobridge, I just feel like he would have had he been alive or, or uh, of age when vaudeville was around, he would have been a star because he was. Yeah, he would have been. I'm part of a comedy up. team or something. I want to see what else he's been in because yeah. I bet every actor or every character he plays is exactly. Yeah, is exactly. Yeah, oh, 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 oh my! I 
He reminds me of yeah somebody from like uh, who wanted to be on Broadway never quite made it and is acts very everything very very big. Yeah. That was that was my favorite part of the whole thing this time around. It's, it changes every time. Nick, well, what about you? I, I'd say there's not a, a more uh, entertaining five minutes on television ever than when um, Stephanie comes out and decides that to fill time, she's going to do her dance routine to Love Shack. I think it's only a minute, actually, but it feels like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, <right>? well, <laughs> but then, but that seamlessly goes into her uh, introducing uh, her sister into this song, Lollipops and Gummy Bears. And this is what, what it, all the actors on um, Full House did their talents. Uh, you know, Dave Coulier does a... Like a two minute stand up and then a, a two minute stand up and then a four minute magic magic act. act yeah and then Danny and Rebecca sing so I guess that's their talent while while they're you know doing a magic act uh, Stamos is playing guitar and and then you have Stephanie dancing and uh, but then I guess I guess Candace Cameron and uh, Michelle and the Olsen twins didn't really have any discernible talents. So they let that. They wrote a song for them to do. But the interesting thing is that it is an original song. But they use so many real. So- they use. They saying Jenny's. Jenny. Jenny's got a gun. Jenny's. Jenny. Jenny's yeah. got a gun, which is a, as I meant, is a song about a woman who I believe has been raped and right. it wants revenge. Yeah. Uh-huh. This uh, is the lighter side of that. And but then, yeah. yeah, and then they sing, they sing Love Beach Shack. Boys and Love Shack. So they've already spent. Tons of money on the rights, and they maybe they, that was it. Maybe they ran out of money and they like, needed to write we, a new one. We got to make up lollipops and, <laughs> and gummy bears. And gummy bears. It's, yeah, and it's about how sweets are good, but then you have to go to the dentist. And but, you know, when Candace Cameron's performing that, it looks like she's not enjoying herself at all. Well, she is just where she's also wearing huge shoulder pads, which doesn't look enjoyable. Yeah, but so at is all. everybody else in the world. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> Well, and but the reason why I love that so much is because it goes right into the, the Love Shack song is like a knockoff, by the way. You can hear this guy doing a Fred Snyder impression. Right, 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 and it's right. just like he somehow sounds even gayer than Fred Snyder in the <laughs> Which impression. Which is impossible. Yeah. And, uh, and so you can tell it's a, And then the way it ends, it goes, Love Shack. And then it goes, da. The band makes a final <laughs> note abrupt, to yeah. abruptly end it. And then instantly, uh, a very enthusiastic Jody Sweeten wearing an obnoxious sweater goes into like ladies and gentlemen my sister and yours D- everybody give it up for dj tanner and then it goes right into lollipops and gummy bears it's a one-two punch yeah. it really is and yeah that yeah. five minutes i mean just it's so it's just solid gold yeah there and it's such a lo- every strip of this show is a long stretch of one thing like mm-hmm. in most sitcoms right. it's like we're gonna go with the scene with joey and then we're gonna see what's happening with the DJ an is she a story yeah, and a, a B, B story, story and, yeah. a, and maybe a C story. In this one, there's one story, and just, everybody takes their turn. Now it's your turn to do a performance. And they every so all the acts in this telethon are the family, and every act that's not the family is thrown into a montage. They like have a mime. They have uh, like they have multiple other people. They don't feature those people. Uh, yeah, the the oil the oil. Barons. Yes, there, there. There's a shot of two oil barons giving a, a check for ten thousand dollars. Why they're in San Francisco and why they're on a local TV show? They're like, well, we just made some oil. We just hit some oil down to Houston. We heard about your fake telethon, and uh, we really. You know, that's right. the other thing. The great thing about this episode is the extras, the extra casting. There's so many extras in this one, and they're prominently featured. You can see all their facial expressions and everything. This is a great. Extras well, you episode. pointed out, and uh, hopefully, I can find a picture of him. But you mentioned that. The keyboardist, and you mentioned that the Jesse and the Rippers stays the same throughout the entire right. series. 
And you mentioned look at the keyboardist, and he's this redheaded guy. And I actually remember his face. Like when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that face before." It was like I remember that guy. That means like he's burned somewhere in the recesses of my brain. This oh, yeah. weird, awkward. Not, he's he's not, not going away either. He's there to stay. <laughs> and he's not for TV. I mean, he's yeah, not an ugly not, guy. It's just like no. not who you'd see cast as. <laughs> like he would never play a keyboardist in a movie. But uh, right. you know, I bet I bet he's an actual keyboardist. But for TV, you don't have to be an actual keyboardist. He's never actually playing keyboards no. in these episodes. But, but I feel like it was Stamos kind of muscling his way into getting his friends who he jams with into being his totally. Well, you know, that raises a question that's maybe not really or a topic that's maybe not related to this episode, um, uh, right? Right, just this episode. But it seems like John Stamos had a lot of gall in the show. Like he had a lot of weight to push around because. I was looking up today that his character originally, his name was Jesse Cochran, and then after the first season, he told them, I need to change it to Consopolis because of yeah. his Greek heritage. Greek heritage. Yeah, he he it up. I assume that's true. I don't know if it is. But, and then he also gets Mike Love. He gets his band. Like He's pulling a lot of weight on that show. <laughs> yeah. And then in later seasons, <laughs> since you've watched every episode, I'm sure you remember, but he, he played his cousin Stavros – which was just – to me, it's like I, I also do a gr- Greek accent. I'm going to play my cousin. And they're like, well, really? Okay. Well, it kind of became the John Stamos show for a while. Like, they let him put on that, that music video. What, oh, was, right, what was that? Forever, what was that? Forever. forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. If every word you, I said would you make you laugh, I'd talk with the forever. the candles and the pajamas. Shirtless, and the, yeah, billowy. Yeah, exactly. He's wearing a billowy shirt with the wind going uh, through his hair. A lot of cross dissolves. And, but see, I think, yeah, I mean, that was sort of the Urkel effect. I mean, Jaleel White came on to Family Matters uh, and took over, you know, clearly was the star. And they're like, oh, you do a Bruce Lee impression? Okay, you can be that. They're like, oh, you can play a suave guy too? All right, we'll create a... A character called Stefan. And I I, actually, this is so, I'm not a total loser, but I did watch a clip from Family Matters today, and he played a a gangster guy named like OG Dog or something like that. Urkel did? Yeah, Urkel did. did Jaleel White. Did he do it in the transmogrifier thing? No, it wasn't. It was, it wasn't even that. It was, it was, it was his cousin. It was Steven's cousin. And Steve at the beginning goes, oh, like, I can't believe you're here. Then Steve leaves for the entire episode, which just to me is like, He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to play my characters. I want to be OG Dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I always feel bad for the other actors in that show, you know, because they're like, uh, what's Carl Winslow's name? Whoever that uh, Reginald is. Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably like a, a, a trained actor. A Broadway actor. theatrical. Yeah, exactly. He's probably like a respected actor. Well, like, this actually brings up my um, – I have a theory that Reginald Vell Johnson, he plays a cop in Family Matters. He plays a police officer in Die Hard, mm-hmm. and he plays a police officer in Ghostbusters. Does he, in he Ghostbusters? Yeah, he's the guy who like brings puts them in jail or like ushers them in. So my theory is that he's always that guy. Like when he comes home – because you never see him at work in Family Matters. Right. That that's his job outside is like Die Hard and, and <laughs> Ghostbusters. Just a lot of things happen to him that are crazy at work um but yeah i mean that that often happens like i mean the family matter started as a spin-off of perfect strangers which with, is un- with, because the, of harriet yeah right? with the she was the elevator operator and they're like we need a black sitcom uh for families so they spun her off of that clearly the least interesting character 
And then she actually left the show the last season. For real? Yeah, wow. so it was even like a I wonder if she was pissed about the whole Urkel- Urkelization of family Well, matters. I mean, when when you get to a point in your TV show that there's a dance named after a character, the Urkel <laughs> dance. Oh, like, yeah. Like that's... He has a cereal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but the Simpsons had the, the Bartman. But they came like back the... down around. I feel like the Simpsons, like, that was like the initial burst, yeah. and then they realized, oh, we're, we're great writers. We right. have like a great show. With yeah. Family Matters is like, let's put all of our energy into Urkel. I, I have a, a fun Urkel fact for you that pertains to f- to full house oh you, go on <laughs> i'm listening <laughs> so you know it play what is the, the, the tg tgi friday nights or what was it tgif called? yeah tgif like, and i think that family matters was on first like seven and then full house was seven thirty. at the end of one episode of family matters urkel do you remember this urkel yeah, goes i remember and shoots no 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 it was a, a jetpack jet urkel yeah, a jet wears pack. a jetpack and lands through the roof yep because uh, Full House followed Family Matters exactly. on TJ. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but I believe he might have jetpacked again into Step by Step. I could Are be. You I, I'm. He I'm, was on an episode of Step by Step. I think but, I don't know if it was that, but I remember him crashing through the roof of I, that. He could have gone through Step by Step. He just crashed every Miller Boyette party, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was the, their breakout star. I like that as like kind of like uh, appearing on the Dick Cavett show or some intellectual thing. You're like, well, I have a uh, an Urkel related anecdote that <laughs> pertains to Full House. <laughs> I just also like the idea of if if one of the characters from Full House was on uh, Dick Cavett. About, I have an anecdote. This nerdy black boy fell through my roof, and we became friends with him for 22 minutes, and then he left. <laughs> it's so weird that they had they were able to do such like there was just that. And there was, I think, um, I think there might have been a TGIF thing, or I think it was ABC, where they said it's going to be. Oh, it wasn't. It was what was Golden Girls on? Oh, that, I think that was part of the the uh, you know Thursday night Miami based sitcom because they, of they did and... they did a hurricane week where every show <laughs> <laughs> was part of a hurricane. It was oh. like tune in, it's hurricane week on Golden really? Girls and all of these shows. Yeah, like uh, Empty Nest or whatever. Yeah, Empty Nest. But there was that one of their things where they just do flashbacks of the whole episode, like they were locked in the room and they were just like, we're gonna think back to the time when the we did this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that was. I I, saw, I recently saw a commercial online for that. And I was like, that's such a genius idea. Like. As it, like that's the thing that's going to draw in an audience. Like, oh yeah, I'd like to hear what the Empty Nest guys would do in a hurricane. You know, the, th- the thing is, it probably worked. Oh, I, it I probably. I hope Dreyfus is okay. <laughs> the th- weird thing is also about that period is like I watched all of these shows. Like, yeah. I don't think Golden yeah. Girls wasn't made for like. Is that for kids? Probably no, not. Not really. I don't. Well, know. and the thing about Full House is it's become a lasting. Uh, th- I mean, it ran for eight seasons originally, but it's it airs like about four times in syndication. So new uh, kids are growing up with it uh, now. So I think it has uh, almost as big of a following now as it, it did back then. And I think we were able to kind of come at it from a little bit different perspective because we were a little bit older than, than what was the target for it. And so I never really watched Family Matters or this uh, growing up and only came to it later in syndication. Like in college, I think, is when we yeah. really started to get into Step by Step and and, and, these, and all Family the Miller Boyette yeah. TGIF shows. Did you, since you guys watched the whole um, uh, series of Full House in such a short amount of time, were you able to sort of see if and when this show like jumped the shark, when, when it started being like, this is out of control like they've obviously run out of like the family things oh, uh, boy that's a good question there was question. an episode I mean, where they had a telethon and uh, <laughs> they 
No, I, but you know what? I remember the first season of Full House. I remember we were shocked at how genuinely funny some of the some of the jokes were. They were actually it. trying at that point. Still, it seemed like it felt like it was written on more of an adult level. You know? Like, yeah, like they, it was kind of you know, Perfect Strangers was the first uh, breakout hit for for Miller Boy at the company that did this, Family Matters, and Step by Step. And so it was it was a little bit more aimed at adults then before they started pandering with you know Michelle. Uh, but I, I feel like, I mean, certainly by the time the uh, Moppet-haired twins moved in with uh, yeah, that Jesse. might have been it. Wait, what were their names? Um, Nick, Nikki, and uh, and uh, oh, God. Oh wow! Right, I mean, I think a I've twenty-minute break and find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've forcibly expunged You're right. that, 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 that from my that memory. Was a, that was a sign of desperation. Yeah, I, I also remember there was like a time where. Um, Jesse and Joey go into business together and they host, do they host a TV show and one of them has a, uh, Joey has like a puppet. He's a woodchuck. Uh, w- uh, did puppet. I smell wood? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also seems like, what? what? I think that's the same voice he used for Jack Ching Bada Bing too and wait, America's Funniest Wait, people. is Jack Ching yeah. Bada Bing the, the jackalope? The jackalope. Fast as fast can be. You'll never catch me. Yeah. It, Dave Coulier only has five voices, let's be honest. I mean, so. well, the amazing thing is these guys were so – this show is so popular. And actually, if you look up, he, uh, where we have the DVD menu. You can see that Joey is doing the jackalope hand, yeah. hand motion. I believe that's Bullwinkle there. But, oh, but, oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I don't, again, I'm I don't really mean to correct sorry. Craig, I but... really – I'm so sorry. Well, look at a little cat there. <laughs> <laughs> but that they had so much power behind them that between – just um, Bob Saget and and Dave Coulier. They had, I mean, those three TV shows: Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos, and America's Funniest People. Yeah, That's, they, they ruled the world, or at least ABC. Were those shows? Do you know anything about those shows? Was America's Funniest People any different than? I, I, yeah, it was way different. Like they they would just have people goof around for the camera. I remember they went around to malls and would have people at malls do funny wacky things. Like this is my impression of a you know. It'd be amateur comedians or like stupid human tricks. Oh, and then also people would send in short films they would made. Uh, oh yeah, and, I remember and, that. And then yeah, it sucked. Because it <laughs> the show. whole brilliance of America's Funniest Videos, uh, despite. Saget's performance in it is the fact that they're real, they're unintentionally funny yeah, things. Right. And when people are trying to be funny, it just uh, just lost everything. Wow. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about it earlier that that for some reason ABC thought Bob Saget was uh, had enough star power to anchor two of its most successful shows. Um, and I think even Bob Saget would admit he's not much of an actor. Um, but it worked. I mean, there's uh, like there's something about it. Like he did. I mean, I wonder what it is. Like, is he comforting? Is he a comforting presence? He's oh, certainly like, not like, threatening. Well, even like Full House. Like you know, it's still on syndication now. What's what is the draw? Like, how does this speak to people today? You know what I mean? Like, is it just that you can? Shut, I, it's I an think, easy show to shut your brain off. To yeah, I just think of, it's like there's something that's like weirdly innocent and stupid and like i don't know there yeah i'm not quite sure i can't put my finger on it but it is kind of comforting i i have i I watch saved by the bell the same way i watch full house like i can watch an entire episode and enjoy it all the same the same way well because you know what's going to happen there's no surprises really so yeah there is some comfort in watching that but there's plenty of bad shows on now that i i can't do that for and maybe it's just a nostalgia thing but i don't know Maybe it's just that all of us inside wish we had 
just a father and a, an uncle and a funny guy, <laughs> a random funny guy living with us. Uh-huh. And our mothers died in a car accident? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's the that's wish, that wish fulfillment thing, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so I also do a thing um, on the show where I um, ask what a great drinking game would be for um, the TV show we just watched. And, uh, Joe, you mentioned that you guys have some stats. Well, yeah, in doing and watching all the Full House episodes, we decided going into it that we were going to count everything. We were going to count every uh, have mercy, every uh, every awe. Like whenever an audience says, aw, we counted every one of those. Um, and we counted. We wrote down every impression that Dave Coulier did throughout the entire run of the show. So we, we, yeah, we brought some statistics along with us that we haven't really uploaded anywhere. We haven't really shown anywhere. So this is a, guys. This is for the first time ever. Yeah. It's, it's our very first telethon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it in a trivia form. How many? How many uh, have mercies? Would you say? There were. Well, first of all, what do you think there were the most of? Maybe that's a good question. Oh, that's you know, of like, what? Okay, here's here's the catchphrases you have to choose from. Okay. Have mercies. Okay. How rude. All right. Okay. You got it, dude. Of you got it, dude. Cut it out. How rude. And have mercy. Which one would you say is the most? Well, I'm going to say it's between. It's I've got it down to. It's between have mercy and you got it, dude. And then I'm going to say you got it, dude. She... Could she even talk the first season? So I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say Have Mercy might be the top one. Nick? I believe you're right. Yep. Yes. You are right. Wow. Yes. Okay. Forty five total have mercies throughout the run of the show. Total. Which actually seems like a low number to me. I was gonna yeah. say I'd feel like cause eight they, years, twenty four. Uh, hundred ninety hundred and ninety two episodes total in the run wow, of the show. Wow, that is less than I would have expected. That's one every like five episodes you get to have mercy. And I'd say 90% of it is him kissing, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rebecca? Rebecca. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. But I, w- I would say though like, these statistics taken with a grain of salt because we were delirious through like after day two we were a <laughs> well like the, yeah we would videotape ourselves we kind of kept a video blog during the uh, watching this it took three and a half days and uh, we got the box set which is shaped like the house you can see it there it's um, beautiful it's just, beautiful if you can't you can't because the audience can't I'm just gonna describe, it's just gorgeous. It's awe-inspiring. Uh-huh. It's like one of those painted lady houses from San Francisco, and uh, it's in the shape of that. And then uh, you take the roof off to get to the DVDs, and there's one point where I, I don't remember this, but I'm looking at the camera wearing the house, uh, the roof <laughs> as a hat, and so we were very delirious by the end of it. But I'd say, yeah, do uh, take a shot every time there's a, a have mercy. Yeah. So yeah. forty-five days. So if you're gonna watch this over, <laughs> if you're gonna watch the entire series over three and a half days, you're gonna take forty-five, 45 shots <laughs> between three days. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's, that's not bad. Pretty, that's a good. Can, can I can I do another uh, yeah, another sure. quiz for you? Yeah. Uh, full house band names. You know, we talked about Jesse and the Rippers. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I forgot about these. But okay, so I'm gonna do a quiz where I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you four band names. One of them is not real. Okay. The other three are real, and these are band names of that they've gotten and seen, or Jesse's in, or that Jesse's like. in, yeah, or that somebody's in. Okay, the Funky Tongues, <laughs> Dogface, Vulture, or Hot Sunday. Well, I can say right now, I remember Vulture because Vul- <laughs> Vulture is a band where Jesse has an alternate persona which is I believe Vulture and he's like Vulture ah, and he comes down from the ceiling <laughs> yep. as yep. Vulture yep. so Vulture is real okay then we have uh, the, the Funky Tongues Funky Tongues Dog Face mm-hmm. and what was Hot it? Sunday 
Ooh, this is hard. I feel like Funky Tongues is has to be real because it's so fake. <laughs> that has to be real. That has to, I think Funky Tongues is real. Mm-hmm. Um, dog Face sounds like Dog Star, which is Keanu Reeves' band, so I'm thinking that might not be it. And then what was that? Sunday is, uh, what's it called? Hot Sunday. Hot, I think Hot Sunday is real. Hot Sunday is fake. Oh. It's false. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What, what's Hot Sunday from? Hot Sunday's from. Uh, that's the uh, band that the girls have in uh, Say by the Bell. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I just noticed another band name that the Full House people had Girl Talk. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think it was, I think it was uh, DJ's, uh, DJ's band. band. Or, or that's one of them. right. Yeah. Well, that's Girl funny because Girl Talk was also a board game for girls where they, it would be like, we're going to call boys and it would have like a phone. I only know this because my girlfriend just bought one on e- on ebay for like a party <laughs> she but um dog fa- i can't believe dog face is real yeah Man. i don't remember the context for that I don't either. do you remember the the um funky clearly t- what's clearly funky- comedy writers coming up with <laughs> with names of bands here like is funky tongues one of the, that's what it's called funky tongues do yeah, you remember what one. that band is i don't that's I really such don't. a terrible name like funky tongues is I like mean, what's cool and kooky yeah but well, yeah, I feel like some of these might be just them saying, "Oh, I got a new band. It's called the Funky." You know, maybe you didn't actually see like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, it just might be a thrill. All those years band. opening for the Funky Tongues, you know, would be yeah. yeah. Um, do you want some more? Yeah, oh, let's do some more. Um, sense. Okay, so we have a complete list of Joey's impressions. How many? How many different impressions would you say he's done? Through wow. Okay. Well, in just one episode we watched, he did do Steven Tyler. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just going to name a couple that I can remember him doing. Uh, he did Popeye all the time. <laughs> That was number one. That was like that was like constantly they'd uh-huh. find ways to get Popeye. In. <laughs> yep. Um, hmm. Oh man, I can't. Uh, I feel like either Wayne Newton was in an episode or he did Wayne Newton. But I, I I'll give I, you I'll give you an over under. Okay. <laughs> over under a hundred and twenty. Okay, so as somebody who doesn't know how to bet on things, what does over under mean? Oh, more than a hundred and twenty. Uh, oh, or impressions or under. And the, you said there are how many episodes of this? 195? 192. I'm going to say... Oof, I'm going to say over. Just under. Just under. 115. W- 115. Wow, that's... Yeah. But they all... But there's basically only five with slight variations. There are variations. Yeah. So can you name a couple of them? Sure. Um, let's see. Curly, Thurston Howell, uh, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz... Uh, this, the impressions that kids love. Wait, Thurston Dorothy Howell. from Wizard, Wizard of Oz. That's hardly even a person. Like that's a little girl. Yeah, that's yeah, just right. him doing a little girl voice. Oh, he he, they, he must have gone on a, a Wizard of Oz kick on this one because there's like every <laughs> character Dorothy from Lion. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, there's there's a black guy. Like, just we, we wrote that one down. Yeah. I think it was just kind of a generic black guy voice. Yeah. Uh, surfer dude, Rastafarian. Um. <laughs> The Kitty Krispies Treat Cat. Uh, that was, I guess, a puppet that he had. I actually remember that yeah. episode as well. That's their pitching Kitty Krispies, and they yeah. open up a suitcase, and it has little kittens in it, and they sing the Kitty yep. Krispies song. Yep, uh-huh. very good. Very nice uh, He does a Rod Serling impression. How do you think that... It- <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that with her. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, just all the obvious ones. Robin Leach. I mean, I mean, the thing is, with like 195 episodes, I, at a certain point, you have to be writing. For, like the either the cast members have input, or they're like, let's just give them what they want. You know, like yeah. obviously Joey Gladstone does a lot of impressions. I mean, they made him like he had a character that was just that voice. That little woodchuck is just 
Like, I guess he does that voice. Let's write that he wears a woodchuck on his hand for about 10 episodes. Yeah, I mean, in, in some ways I can sympathize with the writers, but on other, in, other, in, in other more accurate ways, I hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and are there um, any other highlights from your uh, experience with Full House that you, like, as somebody, um, for me, who I haven't watched the show in a while, but obviously in the deep recesses of my brain, I have crazy knowledge about it is there something that you you would like to let people know that like this happened on full house i already told about the urkel time when yeah, urkel, urkel crash urkel landed yeah. yeah that's that's usually my number one go-to full house fact and i kind of already blew it on i don't know for me one. as a kid that's so expected like I, almost like as insane as that sounds now as a kid i was like of course of course <laughs> urkel's gonna you know, i thought it was pretty brilliant though because you you crossed you just like Kind Wait, of like where a space was time thing that you crossed? Because he was in Chicago, and right, and, uh, and Full House was in San Francisco. That's a very far. And then Step by Step was in uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Port Washington. Yeah, Frank Lambert and family. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I I don't know. I think like one one thing that's kind of fun to remember about this and all the TJF shows is that when when ABC bought Disney, they were all required to do two part Disneyland episodes. Or is it Disney World? I don't know. Like, one of those. Yeah. But so they, uh, this crew, which had a lot of experience taping in a studio with you know a studio audience, finally had to do some location shooting, um, and uh, with <laughs> with really bad audio, with uh, people who were just there at Disneyland looking at the camera in the background, and with the most convoluted plots. Uh, of all time. It was basically like the telethon episodes of these because it was just like one... I mean, really a loose plot, not much of a plot at all. It was mostly showcasing the different rides Wait, and so stuff. So all four shows went to Disney World. Perfect Strangers didn't, but... Uh, well, Roseanne did, but that doesn't count. So yeah, it was Step, step by Step, step yeah. Fam- yeah. Full House Family The big matters. three, we call them. <laughs> yeah. I actually... I was having a conversation with somebody today about um, like very special episodes. And I know that like Full House probably had some... Um, I'm, Family Matters, I'm, I know, did. But Perfect Strangers seems like a show that probably didn't have... Because that was more yeah. of an adult... I, did, I didn't watch it. I can't oh, speak to Falls. it. I didn't watch I mean, Perfect uh, Strangers. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they really... Um you know, addressed the uh, the xenophobia about foreigners or, or any. Uh, it was basically broad physical humor, and the two actors were pretty good in yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. Bronson. I remember watching that once late night in college, and I was like, "This is still good. Like, they're funny. The they're physical funny stuff holds up." Yeah. Do you remember, like in in the eighties, there was always like a very special episode where they found pot on somebody, and I can't remember. Was there ever a pot episode in Full House? Like I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think there was. There was one where DJ um, was uh, trying to lose weight too fast. Oh yeah, and she was that on was the a treadmill. Big thing that like diet pills and caffeine yeah. pills. Yeah, Saved by the Bell did that one with I'm so with, excited. I'm so excited, yeah. which is the notorious one. But that see, I don't know about you guys, but I've never heard of somebody I know having caffeine pills or diet <laughs> pills. Yeah. Was that just a thing back then, or is that just maybe, a made maybe it up wasn't Los Angeles? I don't know. Yeah, or maybe like adults were like, "I bet this is a thing." Like, yeah, yeah. There's probably some trend story about it in Newsweek, you know, about people taking Dexatrim to stay up all night or lose weight. I had heard that there was some government. I don't know if this is real or if this is a, a rumor, uh, but I heard that government the government would give money to TV shows if they had a pot episode, like a "Don't Do Drugs" episode. Did well, you have you heard that before? I, well, I, I um. 
I believe that because I, I, there was an episode of Saved by the Bell or a commercial where Brandon Tartikoff, who was the head of NBC, joins the cast of Saved by the Bell and says, uh, there's no hope in dope. Uh, and, and Zach says, um, there's only one word to say when, you're, when someone asks you if you do dope. Nope. Um, and then Brandon Tartikoff comes on. And it's like, why would they? I mean, broke they broke the fourth wall. He, he, I feel like there's the only reason that somebody that big in the company would do it is if it's like we're making a big statement. This is a like mandate, not maybe not mandated, but it seems like there's something it else wasn't, going uh, on. It there. can't be out of the goodwill of you know, like well, we networks keep kids were off. required to uh, provide a certain amount of educational programming per. Uh, per week, and so that's why you had very special episodes, and that's why you had um, the more you know in GI right, Joe, right? Sure, because oh, the, yeah. that would count towards the kindness of their heart. No. So, no. It, so that's why at the end of like every GI Joe episode, it's uh, now you know and knowing is yeah, because the then they could count that as an educational thing. And uh, I mean, certainly, even though it wasn't educational, uh, Full House had all those um, moralizing moments. In fact, this may be one of the few episodes, the telephone episode, whether there wasn't a part where there was some orchestration at the well, end. Well, that's what I was. That's like the classic thing that I do remember, and I remember a lot. It turns out about this show <laughs> is that there would always be like a moment, like usually in one of the girls' bedrooms, the strings come on. Mm-hmm. Danny, Jess, and usually or Jesse would give a little speech about oh, yeah. how you're growing up, or it's okay or this oh that, is that orchestra worked overtime on this show yeah, the like, full house symphony orchestra we, we actually counted the awes too do you want to take a stab at how I many just, yeah why not let's just yeah I, i'm gonna say in one i'm i'd have to say there's probably maybe less than every episode i'd say like 150 there's got to be well we, we counted 66 really yeah. Wow, that's see that seems low to me. But again, we I mean these statistics aren't verified. We were we were out of it. So, but here's something fun you can do during those moralizing moments where they're learning the lesson and the strings come up. Act like a conductor mm-hmm. and just kind of like tell the strings to come up here and you know motion here now for a little bit of a timpani and that's once you've gotten drunk through the drinking game, you'll already be doing that. <laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. it yeah. just fits in perfectly. After your like fortieth have mercy shot, start doing that. Um, well, great. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining me and watching. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of found footage and I'm glad you guys are. Um, I'm glad you guys have watched all these episodes and were able to watch one with me. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Yeah, we just released a book called VHS. It's a bunch of VHS covers that we've been collecting over the years. We have like what close to 300 VHS covers in there. Yeah. And our favorites. Yeah, some of our favorites, and uh, we make wise ass comments on them and stuff. And uh, yeah, the website always has we're we're touring and uh, constantly putting new stuff up, so it's foundfootagefest.com. And we're going to start touring fall of 2012 with volume six. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you guys so much, um, and thank you very much for bringing Full House back into my life. Our pleasure. Thanks, Craig. Have mercy. Have mercy. You got it, dude. Cut it out. Aww. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's That Episode. And thanks again to the guys from Found Footage Festival. You should really check out their stuff online and in life, in real life, when they do real life stuff. I'm going to try something new this week. I'll be coming in later in the week on the old iTunes, dropping a half episode of the podcast to let you know what's coming up in next week's episode. So I'll be instituting a half episode to give you time to watch whatever show we'll be watching the episode after that. Um, it's a little experiment. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully it'll work. If it doesn't, I'm giving up. I'm moving to Montana. 
I'm going to a shack. I'm growing a beard. I'm writing letters to politicians that are semi-threatening, but I won't act on any of them. So check out the half episode later in the week. Uh, Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Adios, amigos. Thank you for listening very much. Have a great day.